0: This week's parsha is Parsha Vayelech, and we will start in the beginning of the parsha where the parsha says Vayelach Moisha Moisha went by daber, asatvarim and he spoke these words El kol Israel to all the Jewish people Vayoymer aleihem and he said to them shana I am today one hundred and twenty years old says lo I can't go out and come in Vashem omaralei and Hashem told me Lois Savoy says that you are not going to go over the Jordan River. The matter Shachuma in this week's parsha writes down that the word Vayelech doesn't mean Elo Loshinto Chachah, a language of rebuke. K'moish Hakosov, as it's written in Tehillim chapter forty-six, verse number nine, Lechu Chazul Mifalos Elokim, go see the works of Hashem, as some Shamoyes Boros that he put devastation into the land. Meaning that you're going to see the devastation, you will come to take that rebuke into your heart, and automatically you will repent. And here too, when it's written by Yelech that Moshiach Rabbeinu went in the same language as Lechu, it also means that he went to give rebuke. As a matter of fact, the Rambam Nil Chova Perik Dalat Alach, Beis writes down that one thing that prevents you to do Chova is as somebody who hates rebuke. Because then he has no way to do tshuva. Because rebuke causes a person to repent. Because if you tell a person his sins and you embarrass him, that causes him to repent. And that's why it's written in the Torah, "Zchoyr al tishkach." Remember and don't forget, "Mamri you're rebelling, and Hashem did not give you a heart to know, and all the other rebukes that the Torah gives. And then the Raman continues and says that all the prophets rebuked the Jewish people in order to cause them to repent and therefore you require to put a person who is wise and elder and fearful of God from his youth and beloved to the people in order for him to rebuke the people and cause them to repent. And somebody who hates rebuke and doesn't come and doesn't listen to the rebuker, automatically he's going to remain with his sin because he feels that whatever he does is good. So we see from this Rambam that rebuke is an integral part of Chuva, and that could be the reason why we read it always before Yom Kippur. And also, that could also be the reason why the Torah of this week is Shabbos Shuva. We have another connection to the Torah of this week, and that is what the Kliyokr brings down. Because the Kliyokr brings down that it's written here, that Vayelach Moshe Moshe went by Daber Esad Vari El Kol and spoke these words, to all the Jewish people. And then the verse says, Vayoymer Aleim, and he said to them that, I'm 120 years old, etc. But it doesn't say what he said in the first basuk, because the first basuk says, that he spoke these words, to all the Jewish people. Therefore the Kleokra says, that he spoke words, that caused the Jewish people to do tshuva. And the Kleokra brings a proof, because here it's written, that he spoke all these words. And the third of Shabbos Shuva, which is O'Shea chapter 14, verse number 3, it's written, K'u imachem dvorim, take words with you, Veshuvu al Hashem, and come back to Hashem. So we see clearly that the words will cause you to come back to Hashem. Therefore, the Kliyakor also says that what Moish Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people are words that cause the Jewish people to repent to Hashem. And now, since we brought this verse from this week's of Torah, we are going to analyze that verse. The verse says, "Chui Dwarim, take words of rebuke veshuvel Hashem, and come back to Hashem imruelav, tell Hashem kol tisa forgive every sin the v'kachtoiv, and accept good uneshalmo porim sefosenu, and let our lips substitute for bulls." What is meant by uneshalmo porim sefosenu that our lips be substitute for bulls? This is based on the Gemara. In Megillah, the Flamet Aleph Omet Base 31b, were there in the covenant between the parts, in Bereishis chapter 15, verse number eight, after Hashem told Avram Avinu that his children are going to inherit the land of Israel, Avram Avinu asked Hashem, Eda, How will I know, Ki sheno, that I will inherit it? And the Gemara says that Avram Avinu asked Hashem that maybe the Jewish people are going to sin and you are going to exterminate them like you did with the generation of the flood. And the generation of the dispersion, Hashem said that He won't do it. Then Avramavino says, "How do I know that You won't do it?" Then Hashem says to Avramavino that you should take three heifers, three goats, three rams, and a turtle dove, which means that you should bring offerings. Which means that as long as the Jewish people bring the offerings, then I'll forgive the sins. Avramavino asks, "That's very good." While the Besamidrus is standing, where they could bring the offerings but when the Beis is not standing and they can't bring the offerings, how do I know you will forgive their sins? Hashem tells Avraham Avinu that every time that they'll read the laws of the offerings, I will forgive their sins. Meaning that if we read the laws of the sin offering, that Hashem forgives our sins, and if we read the laws of the guilt offering, Hashem will forgive our sins. And Mefoshim explained that this is the meaning that is written in the Shalma Porim Safasenu, that will pay the bulls through our lips, which means that by us reading the laws of the bulls, it's tenth amount as he would have brought it. Therefore, literally, we'll pay the bulls through our lips. Sefer Shemenroish asks How can we say that the meaning of the verse is that we will read the laws of the bulls automatically? That will be tenth amount as we would have brought the bulls when we are dealing in the case of Hoshea, when the Beis Amikdash is still standing. Meaning, that the reading the laws, that it will be tantamount, as you have brought it, that only works when the Beis Amikdash is not standing. But when the Beis HaMikdash is standing, we are required to bring the bulls themselves. Then why is Hoshea telling us, on the Shalma, that we could pay the bulls through our lips, when the Hoshea is talking about the time when the Beis Amigdash is standing, and at that time we didn't have an option to read the laws of the Chatos, the laws of the Sin Offering, and that would be enough as we brought the Sin Offering. We actually had to bring the Sin Offering. That only worked for when the Beis Amigdash is not standing. And since O'Shea is when the Beis Amigdash is standing, how is O'Shea prompting the Jewish people to do Tshuva? And he tells them, On the Porim that will pay the bulls through our lips. That does not work when the Beis Amikdash is standing. Sefer Shemiroz now asks a question from the prayer in Musav of Rosh Hashanah. In the Musav of Rosh Hashanah, before we finish the zichroinahs, the remembrances, there it says, Elokeinu the Shem of our forefathers, b'zikaron Remember us with a favorable remembrance, and recall us in the recollection of salvation and mercy, Mishmeh Shmei from the primeval, loftiest heaven, and then we say, Hashem and remember as a breeze, the covenant Zacheset, and the kindness Shua and the oath, Hashem Avram Avinu that you promised to Avram Avinu in Mount Moriah, and then we ask Hashem to remember Akeda HaZizchok, and basically we ask Hashem, every prayer to remember, the merit of our forefathers. The question that he asks is number one, what is meant that Hashem should give us as it's written in the primeval time? Clearly, everything, it was already decided in primeval times, so what does it mean that judges as you did in primeval times? And also, what is meant that we should remember the merit of our forefathers? The Gemarine Shabbos, Daph Hay Hei, 95a, writes down, shmil Omar, shmil says that Tama, that the merit of our forefathers had already finished. The Gomorrah asks, when did the merit of our forefathers finish? The Gomorrah gives one opinion, meaning from the days of the prophet O'Shea, and the Gemara brings a verse to that effect. Shmuel says that from the days of Hazael, Hazal was the king of Aram, which was the day of Yehochaz, which the Gomorrah says also a verse to this effect. Then the Gemara brings down that Rabbi Shua ben says that the merit of our forefathers ended in the days of Eliyahu Hanavi. And finally the Gemara brings down the opinion of Rabbi that Rabbi Yochan says that the merit of our forefathers ended in the day of the king Hezkiyahu. But nonetheless, everybody agrees that the merit of our forefathers already ended. Then Sefer Shemarosh asks, why do we say in the prayer of Rosh Hashanah and all the prayers that we say that Hashem should remember the merit of our forefathers, when that merit had already extinguished. Sefer Shem answers first by bringing the Gemara in Psochim, Daf Afnun Omad 50b. The Gemara there says, Rave Rome, Rave asks a contradiction. It's written in the verse in Tehillim, chapter 108, verse number 5, Ki Godoy Me'ala Shomaim Chazdecho, that's greater than above the heaven, your kindness, which means that the kindness of Hashem is even above the heavens. And it's written also, in Tehillim, chapter fifty-seven, verse number eleven, ki godol ad that your kindness is up to the heaven, meaning up to the heaven, but no greater than heaven. So we have a contradiction: is the kindness of Hashem greater than heaven or up to the heaven? Okay, so the Gemara answers: How do I resolve both verses? Kan be Hey, when you do a mitzvah for the proper reason, then automatically your reward and the kindness for Hashem is going to go above the heavens be And but if you do the mitzvah not for the right reasons nonetheless since you are doing a mitzvah then the kindness goes up to heaven but not above the heaven the Gemara continues marav, like the Rav Yudom says marav, because Rav says says forever yasik Odon betoil ve mitzvah afa pish, a person should learn Torah and do mitzvahs even though he doesn't have the proper intent, meaning either he's doing it because he's afraid of Hashem or he's doing it because he wants to get a reward or any other reason. But nonetheless, since he's doing for ulterior motive, he shouldn't think that he shouldn't do the mitzvah. He should still do the mitzvah. Because by him doing the mitzvah for ulterior motive, balishma will come for him to do it for the right reason. Sefer Shemarosh asks how can Rav Yudha Amarav guarantee that a person who will do the mitzvah for not the right reason will eventually come to do the mitzvah for the right reason when we see that very few people come to do the mitzvah for the right reason. Then how can we say that that a person should do it not for the right reason because he'll come to do it for the right reason? We see that people don't come to do it for the right reason. Then what is meant by the statement Shemetoch Shelo Balishma? Sefer brings now the Yalku Chimoini in Bamidbar Tothoth Pei Dalet, where there the Yalkut says that when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, the nations of the world became jealous and they asked, why do the Jewish people deserve to become closer to you? And Hashem answered them that bring your book of genealogy in the same way that the Jewish people bring their book of genealogy. Therefore there Hashem is bringing the genealogy of the Jewish people by telling them the count and the numbers of the Jewish people in each family. Sefer Shemirush asks the famous question, Why are the nations of the world jealous that the Jewish people are receiving the Torah, which means that they are closer to Hashem? Clearly Hashem gave the first option to receive the Torah to the nations of the world, as the verse clearly says in Dvarim chapter 33, verse number 2, and And I said, Hashem, Hashem came from Sinai, the Zorach, Miseir, having already shown from Seir, meaning have already tried to give the Torah in Seir, having first appeared in Mount Poran, and Rashi explains there that Hashem went to the children of Esau for them to receive the Torah, and they asked what's written in the Torah, and Hashem told them that it's written you should not kill, then they said we can't accept since our inheritance is Balchar Bechosia, that we should live by the sword, meaning the blessing that Esau gets, is that he should live by the sword, then we can't not kill. And they didn't want to accept the Torah. And then he went to the children of Ishmael, which are in Mount Poron, and he asked them to receive the Torah. And they told him that they can't receive the Torah because it's written, "You should not steal. And the Ishmael are known to steal. Then they didn't accept the Torah. Then Hashem went to all the nations of the world for them to accept the Torah, and they all had an excuse why they do not want to accept the Torah and finally Hashem came to the Jewish people and the Jewish people accepted the Torah. Then we have a question since all the nations of the world did not want to accept the Torah and only the Jewish people wanted to accept the Torah why are the nations of the world upset that the Jewish people accepted the Torah and they are close to Hashem because of that? Clearly they had the first chance to accept the Torah and they didn't take. it. Then what is their complaint to Hashem, that Hashem is bringing the Jewish people closer to Him. He's bringing the Jewish people closer to Him because the Jewish people are the only ones who wanted to accept the Torah. And furthermore, when Hashem tells them that bring the book of genealogy in the same way that the Jewish people bring the book of genealogy, what kind of answer is it why the goyim don't get the Torah? What does the book of genealogy have to do with the Torah? Clearly we know the saying, that it says, "Hasken l'ilmoi Torah." Prepare yourself to learn Torah. Yerushalach, because Torah is not an inheritance to you. Meaning that even though your parents learn Torah, you're still required to learn Torah. That means that it's not connected technically to your parents. Then what is the book of genealogy going to help? That because of that, the Jewish people are receiving the Torah. Sefer Shemeroj answers this question based on the "Ismach Moshe" in the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar. Where there, this Mahmoud brings the Gemara in Shabbos Dach 88a, where there the Gemara is analyzing the verse that's written in Shmos chapter 19, verse 17. There it says, By Siatso, the Jewish people stood underneath the mountain, literally. Normally it means that they stood by the bottom part of the mountain, but means literally underneath the mountain. The Gemara brings down, from there we learn, Shekofa as a harkagigiz, Hashem put the mountain over our head like a vet, And Hashem said that if we receive the Torah, fine. If not, we will die here. Meaning Hashem will throw the mountain over our heads. Which means that we are forced to receive the Torah. The Mahmoisha asks, why is Hashem forcing us to do anything? Meaning, we know that somebody is forced to do something, that's not really what he wants to do. Then why is Hashem forcing us to receive the Torah? it is, seems not to be the proper way to receive the Torah. This Mahmoisha answers this based on the Rambam in Hirchazgerish in Perik Beis, where there we know that certain times the Basin could force a person to give a bill of divorce, meaning even though normally a person has to be willing to give a divorce, nonetheless the Basin has the right to force a person to give the bill of divorce. And the Rambam asks... Why is that proper? The Rambam explains that this is proper because this is the same idea as the offerings because it's written in a verse in Vayikrot chapter 1, verse number 3, that when you donate the offering, then yakriv oisoi, that you have to bring this offering, lir according to his will. And the Gemara in Erichin, Davchof, Alev, Amadal of 21a, writes down that seems to be a contradiction because yakriv oisoi, it means that we have to bring it. And then Lirzoinoi. It means according to his will. So how we reconcile both the fact that you have to bring it and then it has to be according to your will. Gomorrah says that that we beat him up that until he says that I want. Meaning we force him to bring this offering and then that is considered according to his will. The same thing by a divorce that even though a person has too willing to give a divorce we force him, we beat him up until he says I want and that is considered as actually is his will so the Rambam asks how is that considered according to his will clearly he doesn't want he's saying I don't want by us bidding him then he wants but that clearly is not according to his will therefore the Rambam says that every Jewish soul is connected to the love of Hashem and the only reason why he doesn't do the right things is because he has an evil inclination which is in the walls of his heart which causes him to deviate from the right way and he brings in him crookedness and brings in him bad ideas that he should not hear the mitzvahs of the Torah and the evil inclination makes him go against the love that is hidden in his heart but when you force a Jew to do a mitzvah and you beat him up and he says I want then it really means that he really wants because then you by beating him up remove the evil inclination that was lurking and causing him to deviate from the original path. And now his mouth and heart are the same because he really wants, because deep down he has a connection to Hashem and he wants to maintain that connection and therefore he wants to make the mitzvah. He wants to make what the rabbi say and therefore it works when a person is forced and says, because we know for sure that he really wants to do it because he really wants to do the mitzvah because deep down his heart is connected to Hashem according to this this mahmoish explains now we understand what happened when Hashem forced the Jewish people to receive the Torah meaning that Hashem put the mountain over our head and the reason why it works even though we were forced to do it because since we are the children of our holy forefathers and they put in a nature in us that we are connected to Hashem and the only reason why we wouldn't have done it is because we have evil inclination. Therefore, Hashem forces us by putting a mountain over our head to accept the Torah, then Hashem removes the evil inclination from our heart. Then when we say that we want the Torah, that's actually what we really want. And therefore, it works because deep down, we really want to receive the Torah, but we did not realize it because of the evil inclination. Therefore, by Hashem forcing us, Hashem removes the evil inclination that tried to block us from receiving the Torah, and now we really want to receive the Torah. According to this, the Ismael Moshe says, now we understand that interesting Yalkut that says that the nations of the world came to complain to Hashem about giving the Torah to the Jewish people, meaning that the nations of the world saw that Hashem put the mountain over the head of the Jewish people, then the nations of the world saw that Hashem forced the Jewish people to receive the Torah then the nations of the world complained, why are you giving the Torah to the Jewish people? Why are they closer than us? Meaning true that we said that we don't want to receive the Torah, but had you put the mountain over our head in the same way that you put the mountain over the head of the Jewish people, then we would have received the Torah. Then why are you closer to the Jewish people than us? We would have received the Torah under the rest in the same way that the Jewish people received the Torah. Only under the rest. Therefore, Hashem said that bring your book of Yachtsin, bring your book of genealogy, meaning that the reason why I could force the Jewish people to receive the Torah and that is okay is because they come from Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, they went out of their way to become close to me. They chiseled in themselves love of Hashem, and that love of Hashem is inherited to their children. Therefore, when I force them, I am just bringing out their true essence, which is the love of me, and therefore I could force them to receive the Torah. But you, nations of the world, you don't have any connection like that to Hashem, meaning that your forefathers, your genealogy is not like that. All your genealogy is people who hated and tried to sin and do things against Hashem. Therefore, your default system is not connected to Hashem. Therefore, even if I force you, all I'll be doing is forcing you. But but the Jewish people, since the default system is connected to Hashem, they always want to do what Hashem wants. And the only reason why they wouldn't accept or why they wouldn't do the Torah is because their evil inclination is blocking them to do the right thing. By me forcing them, I'm removing that inclination. Then I am going to the default system which the heart is to serve Hashem, then by them accepting it, their heart and mouth are together. Therefore, I could force the Jewish people because of their genealogy to receive the Torah, whereas you, I can't do that because your default system is not to love Hashem, is to hate Hashem, and therefore I force the Jewish people and not you. The Chassam Soifer brings almost the same idea as the Ismach Moshe, and the Chassam Soifer asks a very strong question in regards to our performance of the mitzvahs. The Chassam Soifer says that most people who perform mitzvahs do it for a bias. Either they are afraid of being punished, meaning they are afraid of the punishment that Hashem is going to give, and therefore they do the mitzvah, or they do the mitzvah because they want some gratification, or they want some reward for the mitzvah. And he says, if that is so, then we have a halachic problem. Because we have a rule in halacha that when a person starts doing something under duress, and he finishes willingly, then we view it as you'd be under duress. Meaning, the Gemaring Subas Dafnun Aleph Omed base, is discussing a case that Chaz a woman, was raped. And after she was raped, the end of the action, she was doing it willingly, meaning that it started with a rape, and then she was doing willingly. And the question is, if that's considered like she wanted to do the adultery, or we view it as she started with a rape, then technically it's still considered a rape. And the Gomorrah says that if she was forced in the beginning, even though even though in the end she wanted it, meaning she was willing to continue, and she wasn't under duress anymore, it is considered as she was forced and she's entitled to go back to her husband because that is not considered that she wanted to do adultery, she was forced to do the adultery. So we see from here that when a person starts doing something because he's forced and then he does something willingly, it is considered as he's forced. And the case here, when a person starts doing a mitzvah because he's afraid of the punishment, meaning he's forced because of the punishment, or he wants to get the reward, then he is not doing it willingly, then it's tenth amount of which we view it as forced. then technically the Jewish people will not get the reward of the mitzvahs as they receive the mitzvahs, they would get the reward of the mitzvah as they will be forced to do the mitzvah. Therefore the Chasam Soifer says, based on the Rambam, that the Rambam explains that deep down a Jewish person who wants to do the right thing because, as we mentioned previously, that deep down his soul is connected to Hashem, but his evil inclination prevents him from doing the right thing. But once we remove that evil inclination, then he does the right thing because that's what he really wants. And therefore, says the Hassam Soifer, here the person really inertly is connected to Hashem, but the evil inclination doesn't allow him to do the mitzvah, but once he puts the fear of the punishment, or he wants a reward, he's able to push away his evil inclination, and then he does the mitzvah, he's doing the mitzvah as was his original intent. So the Hassam Soifer says that by a Jew, it's not Tchilassoy Be the Soifer Beratsoyn, it is Tchilassoy and Soifer and the Oynes between it. And the Oynes serves to make sure that his ratsoyn is the way it was before the oilist. So, therefore, it works for a Jew, even though he is doing it because he's afraid of punishment, even though he's doing it because he wants to get a reward. Because deep down, a Jew always wants to do the right thing. According to this idea, Sefer Shemeroish says, now we could explain what Rav Yudomarav said that le that always, Yasik Adam betoyre, Vemitzoy, is a person should always get involved in doing toyre and doing good deeds even though he's not doing it for the proper intent, that because he's not doing it for the proper intent, it will come to do for the proper intent. That is how we normally translate. Meaning, the person should do the Torah mitzvahs, even though he doesn't have the proper intent, because eventually he will come to do it in the proper intent. And then we had the question of the Shem But now Shem is going to translate this completely different. He's going to say like that. The person should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs even though not for the proper intent because by him doing it not for the proper intent ba came Lishma what he wanted to do originally which is for the proper intent. Not yavo Lishma not it's going to come that he's going eventually to do it for the proper intent. No. By him doing it not for the proper intent he's showing that it was lishma, that it was for the proper intent. Meaning, as the Rabbam explains, that since the default of a Jew is that he wants to do what Hashem wants, inside him, always he wants to do what Hashem wants, and the reason that he doesn't do it is because of the evil inclination. So now that he has a way to combat that evil inclination, either because he's afraid of doing the sin, which is shaloi is not doing for the proper intent, or he wants to get a reward out of it, then this serves to push away the evil inclination in the same way that lashes would serve to push away the evil inclination. And now it comes out that what he did was lishma, was for Hashem's sake, because deep down his default is lishma. So the doing the mitzvahs, even oh. shaloy lishma, the, the shaloy lishma causes that the default shows, meaning that since he's doing it not for the proper reason, but he's doing it, it's a meaning that not the proper reason causes him to do the mitzvah, either because he's afraid of punishment or wants to get a reward, but nonetheless that causes him to beat his evil inclination. Now that he beat the evil inclination by doing the mitzvah, he goes back to the default level, which the default level is love Hashem and do what Hashem wants. Therefore, Ba Lishma, that came that it was Lishma meaning retroactively that shows that the mitzvah that he wants was Rishma don't think that the mitzvahs now are considered Shaloi the mitzvahs are... Sefer Shemeroj brings proof to what he says now from the Yarez Dvash where the Yarez Dvash tries to explain the Gemara in Tainas Davdalet Omedaleth 4a there the Gomorrah says that certain things the Jewish people asked improper and Hashem answered them properly and one of the things that the Jewish people asked improper is what's written in the Shira Shirim Chapter 8, verse number 6. Where there, the Jewish people asked, Simene, place me like a seal on your heart, like a seal in your arm. The simple interpretation is that Hashem should place the Jewish people as a seal in the heart or as a seal in the arm of Hashem. Omalah Kodesh Hashem says, "Biti, my daughter, means the Jewish people. Ad as you are asking Dover that sometimes it's seen and sometimes it's not seen, meaning in the heart and on the arm sometimes you are close and you cannot see the seal and therefore people may not know that you are of Hashem but I'll do you something that will always be seen because it's written the verse in Yeshua chapter 49 verse number 16 Hand. Behold, on my palms I have engraved you, which means that we are engraved on Hashem's palms, which is always seen. But Rashi adds that al kapaim on the palms, means al on the heaven. And Rashi explains that it refers to the image of man that's engraved in the throne of Hashem. And the Yair Vash is asking, what does it mean, seen, not seen? What's going on here? What is the meaning of the whole Therefore, the Aras Dvash explains that when a person does a mitzvah wholeheartedly, then that mitzvah is as it's written in the heart, because it comes as a seal to the heart, because that mitzvah is complete. But when a person does a mitzvah by action, without any heart, without any intent, without any real reason to do it, then the heart is not there, then it is as it done the mitzvah with his arm because physically he did the mitzvah with his arm, but since his heart was not there, it's not considered that the mitzvah got into the heart. And the Jewish people wanted that Hashem should count the mitzvahs that are done with the heart, and the mitzvahs that are done with the arm. And therefore, since sometimes we don't do these mitzvahs properly, we don't want Hashem to see those mitzvahs. Therefore, we ask something that sometimes is sin, sometimes it's not sin. But unfortunately, Hashem knows that most mitzvahs nowadays are not done with the proper intent. They're done with bias, with haughtiness, or with something that you need, with self-interest. Therefore, Hashem said to the Knesset Israel, to the Jewish people, you asking me to sometimes look and sometimes not look, I will put you on my palm, which is always seen, which means that even though you'll do the mitzvahs, lishma, you should always do mitzvahs, because even our Posh Israel, our sinners, have so many mitzvahs like a rimoin, like a pomegranate, and I will engrave you on my palm. Meaning that I don't mind if you do the mitzvahs even if you're not doing it for the proper intent. I'll always engrave you because I'll always look at it. And Sefer Shem explains why that is so. Meaning that the Jewish people originally knew that when you do the mitzvah with a bias, then the mitzvah should not count. Therefore they said, sometimes look at my mitzvahs. And sometimes, don't look at my mitzvahs, because if I'm doing it properly, then look at them. But if I'm not doing it properly, don't look at them. But Hashem tells them that no matter what, even if you're not doing it for the proper reason, nonetheless, I will look at them. Why? Because you come from Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, you come from people that devoted to Hashem, that made Hashem part of them, then you have this Pintel you have this spark inside you, your default system is to serve Hashem, then I view it, that when you do it, you do it, not the proper intent, as you would have done it, because you need to remove the evil inclination for you, and then I go back to the default system, and that default system is, as you did it, as you do it for the proper reason. And then, that's what it means, that since you asked for me something, that sometimes sin, sometimes not sin, but you should know that even even the mitzvahs that you think are not seen, I will put it in front of me, I'll always look at them, and therefore it says that, I'll put you on the heaven, as it means that the verse says, that it's great from heaven, your kindness, and we mentioned that is when you do lishma, so Hashem views the mitzvahs that we did, not for the proper reason, as you would have done it, for the proper reason, because since you have a default and your loylishma was done to push away the evil inclination and deep down you want to do it for the proper reason. Therefore, I counted, I put you as above the heaven, as Rashi says, al-kapaim, above the heaven, because when you do it with the proper intent which I view it as, then the goodness of Hashem, according to this, Sefer Shemirah, now explains the prayer of Hashanah that we ask Hashem, Elokein of Elokein, Hashem, our God, and the God of our forefather. Remember us with a favorable remembrance before you. Meaning, that even though we are making the mitzvahs shelo we are making the mitzvahs not the proper way, please remember the remembrance before of you. And, before with kudah and recall us with recollection of salvation and mercy. Mishmei shmei kadim, from way before, from the primeval time. Meaning, From the time that we did the mitzvahs as we done Lishma. Meaning look down at our hearts. And look what we would have done. Because since we come from a Ram Yaakov. Therefore we would have done Lishma. And therefore we are asking that Hashem should view it that way. And therefore right afterwards we remind Hashem of the schus avos. Of the merit of our forefathers. Why? Because the reason why we have a default. That our default is Lishma, always for Hashem's sake, is because what we explained from the Ismach Moshe and the Rambam that come from Avram Mitzchog Yaakov, and we have that it, we have that default system which they sacrificed so much to serve Hashem, therefore they made their whole innards Hashem, and we come from them, therefore we have also this Yachsim, we have this genealogy that has a default towards Hashem, therefore Hashem view our action as it will have been Shmishme Shme as it will have been before that, and therefore Hashem give us and bless us with a good year. So specifically on Rosh Hashanah, when is Yoimadin and most of us do things not because of Hashem's sake. We're doing it because we are afraid of having a bad year. We want to be sealed in the book of life, we want to be sealed in the book of Parnassah we want Refuas, we want Yeshua, so we do these things not because we're doing it only for Hashem. So specifically that day we ask Hashem, please remember how it was Meshmei before, and remember the merit of our forefathers. True, their merit ended. But nonetheless, we have their DNA, and since we have their DNA, we are connected, we have the inert, the default love of Hashem. Therefore, the only reason why we don't do it is because of our evil inclination. So therefore, even though we are doing now lishma because we are afraid of punishment, we want to get a new year. Remember mishmesh shmekedem how it was before, and therefore give us a good year. According to this sefer Shemarosh reinterprets now the verse Hinochea, meaning that the verse Shea says, take words of rebuke v'shuval Hashem, and come back to Hashem imruelov, tell Hashem, kol tiso Ovoin, forgive." every sin the and accept goodness and let our lips pay or substitute for our bulls that is how we normally translated this verse and normally this means that when we read the parsha of Carbonus, it's tantamount as we did Carbonus. therefore we ask Hashem that Hashem should view our reading of the Carbonus as we would have made the Carbonus. And the question that we ask is that this only works when there, there is no Beis Amikdash. But when there is a Beis Amikdash, then we have to bring the offerings. Then what it, does it mean in the Shalma Ponis of Hussein? Since O'Shea lived when there was still a Beis Amikdash, and he's telling the Jewish people, prompting the Jewish people to do repentance that generation, true, it could meant for future generation, but he's not going to say something that doesn't apply at all to that generation, then what does it mean? Therefore, Sefer Shem explains that it means the following. It means that we're asking Hashem and take goodness. But Hashem knows, and we know, that we did the mitzvahs that we did the mitzvahs not in the proper way. Then how can we ask Hashem that Hashem should take the mitzvahs that we did into account? Therefore we say, that will pay As our bulls, our lips, meaning that from the bulls we learn that that when a person doesn't want to bring a sacrifice, we force him to bring until he says that I want. And the reason we could do that is what the Rambam explains, because deep down we want to be good, but the evil inclination blocks us. Therefore, by us forcing, then automatically you go back to your original thought and that is what you want and your mouth and your heart are in the same place and therefore we say to Hashem the same thing, take all our goodness, take all our mitzvahs even though we did the Shiloh. Why? Because since the Shuloy Ma was only in order to force our evil inclination to get away in order for us to do the right thing that was before. Therefore, we remind Hashem that Sefosenu, <laughs> that we could pay our bulls with our lips, meaning that even though we don't want to bring the offerings, but nonetheless they beat us up and we say through our lips that we want and that allows us to bring the bull because deep down we want. So too, when we did the mitzvah, we only did a Tsholot because we wanted to beat down our evil inclination. We wanted for them to be removed. But deep down, we wanted to do only for Hashem's sake. Therefore, Hashem view all our mitzvahs as it's done for Hashem's sake. Now, Hashem work should help that Hashem should view all our mitzvahs as it's done for Hashem's sake. And then we'll all merit to have a good, healthy new year, a year of Parnassah, year of Nakas, a year that all the sick people should be healthy, a year where nobody should see any trouble. Nashem should give everybody what he wants and what he needs, and we should marry to have Moshiach come, the Baysamiddha should build him Hera Baameno Amen.